Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the parables of Jesus. But we have taken a little bit of a sidebar. It's taken uh, several episodes, as a matter of fact, at this point in time. It's going to take several more to make sure that we've established a context of what's going on, particularly with the next parable that I want to look at this in Matthew 25. If you just jump into Matthew 25 and look at that parable, uh, well, you'll see some basic things that are said at the parable. But if you don't know what's been happening and what's going on and why Jesus is saying this to the people that are there, you're going to basically miss the whole thing. So that's the reason that we're spending some time doing this. We're in Matthew 24 right now, and we've looked uh, twice, actually, at verses 4 through 14 that give us a panoramic overview of the balance of time from the moment when Jesus said it. He said it in answering questions that the disciples had. Remember that? You know, Lord, when are these things going to occur? What's going to be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? So he's answering that question. Now in verse, uh, well, let me just go back to verse 14. Remember he said this. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. So he's telling them, okay, this is, this is the, what's going to happen. The next word is therefore. So verse 15 starts off with the word therefore. So again, remember what that means. There's the cute little thing. Yeah, whenever you see therefore, look to see what it's there for. <laughs> well, that's useful. It really is. But the idea is this, in light of what I've just said, that's what Jesus is saying, in light of everything that was just expressed here, therefore, when you see, okay, when you see, so he's telling them, you're going to see something. So let me finish reading the sentence, which is really two verses long. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. <clears throat> now, there's some serious things. <clears throat> and again, uh, I have covered this before in the podcast, but it was long ago and far away. <laughs> Probably a couple of years back, right? And so don't ever forget that repetition is at the heart of learning. And so it does us well to repeat things and to hear things over and over. Just think about what Jesus said here. He says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, and when you look at that, that's in all caps, okay, that abomination of desolation. And then he says, which was spoken through the prophet Daniel. That phrase right there carries far more import than people think, okay? And uh, I think that we really need to think on that. Why is that? Because he says, when you see this and you see that abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, that there's a parenthetical statement here. Let the reader understand. So in Matthew, you're reading this. And if you've got a red letter edition of the Bible, it's in red letters. But the, the part in parenthesis is in black letters. And I think you actually see it that way also in Mark. And so uh, and there's some interesting things about that. The writer is letting us know, hey, make sure you understand this. Jesus didn't say, let the reader understand, because Jesus wasn't writing it. He's speaking this. But the gospel writers 
thought it was important, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to say, let the reader understand. We need to understand some things right here. Okay, This is significantly important. Let me just show you some foundational things here that people never really think about. It would help with so much uh, uh, divisive talk and teaching within the church if we just pay attention right here. This is Jesus talking. And he says, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet. A couple things here. The Lord believed that Daniel was a real person. And you think, well, duh, doesn't everybody? No, not at all, particularly when it comes to Daniel's writings. The primary thing that is taught in most seminaries, and I mean most evangelical conservative seminaries, is that the book of Daniel was not written by Daniel himself, but was, but was written uh, two or three hundred years later by somebody. Well, why in the world would they say that? <clears throat> Are you ready for this? I'm serious. I've got books that say this, okay? The reason they say that is because that the prophecies that you see in chapters uh, uh, 10, 11, 12, let's just say, 10, 11, 12 of Daniel, that those prophetic things, that they're too accurate and too precise. No, seriously, that's what they say. They're too accurate and too precise. So they had to have been written after the fact as history and not before the fact as prophecy. And so there's huge debate over this. I got a real simple answer for you. The Lord Jesus Christ said, Daniel, the prophet. He calls him Daniel, acknowledging that he believes in this person and that the way it's described in his book is exactly what happened at that time period. Okay, not two or three hundred years later, but at that time period. So he's telling him, telling us that Daniel was a prophet and he did live at that time. And that Daniel spoke of something called the abomination of desolation. You see that in Daniel chapter 9, the end of the chapter, and then chapter 11, chapter 12, I talk some about that event. Okay. And so when you see it, Daniel, you think, well, what is this going on? What's this about? When you go back and read it in uh, your Old Testament, it may be descri uh, described a little different kind of way. It doesn't say exactly abomination and desolation. It says that which brings forth desolation. But when you read the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, it's called the abomination of desolation. And that's what Jesus was speaking of. He says, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet. So Jesus believed in Daniel. He's verifying that he's a prophet. Oh, by the way, a lot of things that separate us in the body of Christ that people argue over, Jesus does this with. Okay, He believed that there was a real Adam and Eve. He believed that there was a real Noah and the universal flood. Okay, The flood story, he believed in that. He believed in Jonah. How do I know that? Because he mentions them all. He mentions Daniel. He mentions Jonah. He mentions uh, Noah. And he mentions uh, Adam and Eve. Not by name, but he says, back in the garden. So Jesus believed that. So Jesus said, when you hear, when you see the abomination of desolation. So what does that tell us? That you're actually going to be able to see the abomination of desolation. Now, I know several of you are going right now, yeah, I know, but you know what? We're not going to be here for that, so we don't have to worry about it. Let me burst your bubble right up front. That's not true. That's not true. And we'll actually see this as we go through these verses right here. That's not true at all. What is called the Great Tribulation 
That is the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, empowered by Satan, okay, empowered by Satan, bringing forth horrific tribulation upon the Jewish people and the nation of Israel and the church, and the church. Scripture is very, very clear about that. So we see right here that this abomination of desolation, you'll be able to see it. Well, what is the abomination of desolation? We get a hint right here. When you see it standing in the holy place. Standing in the holy place. So let me read verse 15 again. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. He's saying when you see this occur, if you live in Judea, you need to flee to the mountains. It doesn't mean the whole world has to flee to the mountains. But those who are in Judea need to flee to the mountains. Well, I tell you what, my time's up. I cannot emphasize enough, folks, how uh, much we need to be in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 and really and truly understand what Jesus is saying this. So let me encourage you to just read it over and over again. Just go back to the first verse of the 24th chapter and read up to the 16th chapter here and just keep reading it repeatedly and ask the Lord to give you understanding and he will teach you. I'll see you the next time. Goodbye.